Living charge for the top four, some new and pile more misery on Celtic and deadline day news with tram drama at Marseille and a familiar snake of the face returns to Scottish shores. It's episode seven of the False Nineties podcast. That was class, Sam. Love it. With me today we have Andy, Marcus, Kyle and Lewis. How are we doing today, guys? Alright. Yeah, good man. The whole team is back. Yeah, we've got a full house. Just a disclaimer, the Celtic game is going on as we record, so if you hear screaming from Andy, you know what's happened. They're tuning up at the moment, so. Yeah. Oh, soon to be three, hopefully. Dive for the game It wasn't a dive, there was visible contact. He wouldn't have gone down if he didn't feel anything. No, he did. So, from my man. experience, both Celtic and Rangers dive about the pitch anyway. So, <laughs> or whenever oh, they play us, at least. Ladies, ladies. We're not even a minute in yet. Come on. If the referee can be deceived. That's his problem. Handbags back under the table. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we have games to go over. We've got games to go. I haven't got the uh, transfers to go over as well. Uh, we should start with uh, Saturday's games. Um, where should we start on Saturday? We played Saturday again. Was it us? Uh, we played Hamilton. Ah yes. No, you didn't. <laughs> oh, you didn't. Do we not? <laughs> oh, we played <laughs> St. Mirren, right? St. Mirren, and we lost, and it was rubbish. <laughs> Is that all you had to say? I tried. About I it? just tried to erase the result. Let's see your thoughts on. I mean, we were comprehensively outplayed, like yeah, from all over the park. Yeah. Honestly, I think we would have been better off with ten men on the pitch because eleven was just too useless. Like, it's it's hard to justify how bad the result was to the fact that the last time we lost to Saint Mirren, just lost to them, was nineteen ninety, thirty one years. It took us to lose to St. Marin. I mean, it just left That's us another... Tw- tw- no, yeah, just home, yeah. lost. Just... Well, no, because they, they, didn't they beat you 4-0? Under Mowbray? Not in the league. Okay. I fair. mean... That was in 2010... Yeah, 2007? Fair. 2007, but yeah. we yeah, No, it wasn't okay. in the league. Um, right. But yeah, they uh, left us 23 points behind. Um, we... I mean... St. Mirren's last, what, 10 or 11 games for Celtic, they probably haven't even scored. And it was clear that it's not... I mean, credit to St. Mirren where credit's due. They outplayed us, but I don't think this is a St. Mirren playing well issue. I think it's a Celtic being abysmal issue. Mm. I mean, the team didn't click. Lennon chop and change is the starting lineup every single week. I mean, today, uh, on Saturday, went for... You know, a, ch- a changing goalkeeper again. He changed from Barkas to Bain. We had Ayer at right back. We had Beaton in the centre. Duffy and Taylor. And, you know, Ayer, Ayer is far out of his depth out wide. He's, he's, there's no pace. He's very, he, he should be playing where Duffy is. Duffy should be nowhere near the side at the moment. The only starting decision I agreed with was Sorrow in the holding position with Turnbull and McGregor in front of him. El, Un- El Yunusi in at number 10 with uh, Griffiths and Edward both up front, which I don't think Celtic benefit from a two-striker system. Um, 
I think if we can just ser- focus on just service to Edward, then we'll have much better chance. But yeah, I mean, we used all five of our substitutions, which are obviously now allowed because Corona, com- very early into the game. So the, the the team that was playing when we were one nil up didn't even have time to settle because they don't. Well, sorry, it was one all, but we didn't have time to see out the game because Len had subbed them all all off by the time St. Mirren scored again. So I think it was just poor throughout. Mm. Eating St. Mirren obviously isn't for everyone, Mandy. No, it takes yeah. an elite elite mentality to beat wink, the uh, wink, wink. the boys in black and white. Wink, wink. Yeah, that elite mentality that uh, we had tonight. I've been very impressed with Simon this season. Well, so obviously they've had they've dropped in in form, but then they they have turned up in the past old firm games. They've been one of the better. See, I want to know on the uh, on the BBC player ratings whether it's Rangers fans or Celtic fans that are rating the players at one out of ten. <laughs> Probably both. I mean, Sky's um, team of the month has got Shane Duffy in it, which is quite embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Sky have ever like anyone at Sky has ever like put on the SPFL though. I, I don't think anyone nah. at Sky has ever been to Scotland, so <laughs> they've probably not been north. What? Of what about Jim White on deadline day? He's Scottish. Oh, fair. Yeah, that's a good point actually. Uh, other games on Saturday included a two 0 win for Hibs at Dun- uh, Dundee United, which is. No, a decent result. Marcus, do you want to take over yes. this one? Yes, uh, very happy with that. Um, another, you know, we needed to bounce back from a kind of dis- a better performance against Rangers midweek, but still a loss nevertheless, and also getting dumped out of the semi-final by St. Johnson. So yeah, we kind of needed a win to kind of get our momentum back, and we definitely did that. Um, starting Dar McGregor. Uh, well, not not just that game, but he came in for the Rangers game as well. Looked absolutely solid. Um, you know, despite his age, I'm a lot more comfortable with him at the back than Fortress and Hamlin, who are just too sloppy. So, yeah, he, like, if there wasn't a net on that goal, it would still be, it, it would have, like, broken apart that stand. Or, you know, that was absolutely thunderbolt. And Jackson Irvin showing his quality again, like, with the two assists, he... And then the second one, he threads a nice wee ball through for Boyle. Um, and it's good to see Boyle back on the score sheet because he's gotten a lot of criticism. Um, so very happy with it all overall. But I think with that game, it was more to do with Dundee United being poor than us being anything special. Um, they've had a really, really you know, big problem scoring goals this season. Um, you know, Shankland had a few chances, but you know they're, they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot a bit by... Well, I see. I think it's Mickey Mellon. I just don't. I don't think he's a good fit for that squad. I think I said in another podcast that they could be a lot higher in the league, but I think his mentality keeps them back, and I'm not convinced that he's a right fit. I think. Sorry to disrupt you, Marcus, but uh, Celtic have scored three 0 Oh, have they? Oh well, that's mm-hmm. fair. But yeah, no. Uh, Dundee United don't, aren't going anywhere with Mickey Mellon, so they were really poor that game, but very happy with the performance from Hibs. Dundee United um, have we dropped, did what we had dropped... to without being spectacular. Right, well, Edward, tasty dropped... finish. Yeah, offside um... though. He looked offside. Ah, he's already scored one. That's been ruled out for offside. They're not going to give him a second. He needs well, this. If, for if his he's confidence. offside, then they would. <laughs> Look, if he's not caught offside, he's not offside. It's up to the linesman. It's not up to Edward. It is. I mean, the the linesman and and. Or useless in this league so there you go mm. especially when it's against the old firm you know they always give them a bit of the doubt when it's either the old firm but 
anyway. Ah, that's anyway, five shots on target. I mean, I mean, like piling on the pressure. Well, I mean, they're, they're, at least they're trying to give him a sort of half chance, thinking ten in a row's back on. But <laughs> yeah. Well, then United they've dropped him to close the gap to twenty. Dundee United they've dropped into the bottom six now, and that is that a concern for them that they could be, you know, dragged into the the mess of the bottom six. Absolutely, because like the the bottom six, the, the teams aren't that far apart in terms of points, so. If they continue in a poor run, they could easily be dragged back down there. And I think their only kind of focus this season is staying up. So if they feel like that's in danger, then it's especially the squad they have. Like I think I still think their squad is much better than the likes of Hamilton, you know, and Ross County. Like they should be well above there. So um, concerning for them, definitely, yeah. Mm. Yeah, they've had investment into the squad in previous years. And not too mu- not too bad of a personnel loss, so you think they should be able to compete, certainly for the top half, that yeah. sixth, fifth, fourth place. Yeah, because yeah. at the moment they're sitting seventh, twenty eighth, and then St Johnston eighth uh, on twenty seven, Kilmarnock got twenty four, Motherwell twenty two, Ross County twenty, and Hamilton nineteen. I mean, it's only nine points. That's that's a poor run of form over a few games, and they could be dragged right into it. But I think any of the bottom five could could still go down. I think Dundee United up upwards are safe, but I think well, actually their their goal their goal scoring record's pretty poor as well. So yeah, that's all, all it takes is a bad bad run of form and they could go down too. So I think certainly the bottom half when after the split will be anyone could go down. So yeah, I think it's, it's one of the tightest the in terms of at the top. It's certainly not the tightest season and record, but. At the bottom of the table, it is. It's, uh, I mean, the cockroach, the cockroach football club of Hamilton could escape once again. I think, I think <laughs> they probably will. I mean, they probably will. Three, but yeah, uh, they always love hitting form in like April. Yeah, we always love, we always love playing on their pitch as well. Riddled with injuries. Yeah, better than the plastic pitch. Hmm. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Uh, other games on Saturday included a 3-2 win for St. Johnston over Kilmarnock, which was uh, it's a decent result. Um, yeah. Uh, come back from 2-0 down at half-time, I think, you know, you can be commended there for St. Johnston. I think uh, that does also pile the pressure and on, on Kilmarnock as well. Obviously, at the moment, they're down 3-0 to Celtic, but... Well, to, to the point where they got rid of Dyer, so exactly, yeah, they're, yeah. they're obviously very worried. Um, St. Johnston are a team on form, absolutely. I think they're one of the ones that should be safe um, in that bottom half. Uh, they'll probably end up taking uh, taking that seventh spot from Dundee United, um, the way they're going them out. So, yeah, decent for them. Um, Kelly are kind of just back to being that you know ninth, tenth place team uh, that they were before Clark came in. Um, and it's disappointing for Dyer as well. He seemed like a really nice guy. He seemed like a good, uh, a good character. He always seemed quite positive. Um, I don't know. Or I don't know if Kelly fans rated him that much. I think a lot of them were wanting him out though, um, even before this season. So. But I think if you yeah. can, if you compare anyone to what Steve Clark did for Kilmarnock, I think. Yeah. yeah no one, tough... no one's gonna, no one's gonna kind of live up to that. So. Exactly. Yeah, so um, right, tough for them, but we'll 
need to see who they bring in. Um, it's not ended well for Alex Dyer. No. no um, you've got the the runner results, obviously, and then combined with getting the, the racist letters yeah. sent to the, yeah. sent to yeah, the club. I mean, he joins, joins a long list of black managers given not enough time in a job, I think. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I think they're constantly fired and hired. Um, well, fired more than they are hired. I don't think. I mean, Chris Hutton is probably the only black manager to succeed at a high level in recent years. Down in before before Dyer, what? Who is the last um, black manager in the Scottish Prem? Scotland. Um, John Barnes. Um, that sounds like a quiz. Probably question. John Barnes for Celtic yeah. in the nineties. I think it was John Barnes. That's, I think I saw an article long. about when Alex Dyer was hired. Yeah, so that's too long. But regardless, though, I mean, he seemed like a really nice guy. I always kind of liked the way he spoke in interviews. I mean, a lot of times I see other managers speaking and I'm just, like, they come out with absolute nonsense. Like, e.g. Mickey Mellon and Stephen Robertson just came out with the absolute, like, like, like you know what I mean? Like, what, what were you saying? But Alex Dyer always was really fair in his interviews and, I kind of respected him quite a lot for that. Um, so I think it's a shame for him. But obviously, if they feel like um, they're not comfortable with where on the table, they could be dragged into that relegation battle, then they've probably done the right thing for the club. Um, you know, they've seen, obviously, Motherwell have had a bit of a bounce from uh, getting Alexander in Ross County the same with John Hughes. So, yeah, maybe they'll try and replicate that. It's, it's quite funny that Marcus speaks about uh, Stephen Robinson there. As he's now linked with the Kilmarnock job. Yeah, that's that's quite funny. I think that'd be an odd one for Robinson. Yeah. Considering how he was linked with teams in England, you know. Um, and Kelly would be a bit of a sideways move from Motherwell. So, but Marcus, you need, hmm. you, need to look, you, need, you need to look at the positives that there is to take away from this. I'll have, to, I'll have to see him, after we scalped Kelly 3-0, I'll have to see him going, oh, we controlled the game. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> There's a couple like, of positive points to take away from this game. Yeah. Oh, I always hated it watching him give interviews. It was so annoying. Like we would batter you every. I think like we, we've we've battered you every time you. You can't back. you can't say battered around Stephen Robinson. It'll send it, set him <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a good uh, point to move on to the next game. <laughs> I think we should move Change on. the subject. To yeah. a nil-nil draw between Livingston and Aberdeen. Well, Robinson. <clears throat> a nil-nil draw between Livingston and Aberdeen on Saturday. They played again tonight. Um, I think we should move on to that one because the nil-nil was boring. Um, mm. Livingston winning 2-0 at Pataudry. That, that's a good a, result. Mm, Very good result. Fantastic result, yeah. result for us. Um, that's 14 unbeaten for Livingston. That is mental. With the budget they have... Like I, I know they have a good squad. They've got players like Robinson, but regardless of that, the budget they have compared to even like Motherwell, you know, you yeah, know yeah. that's that's ridiculous on that budget to go fourteen unbeaten in the Premiership. That is astounding. Like it just know. shows you if you can get a squad together, um, you, money doesn't really matter in a sense. Yeah. Like take like Zulavi. Yeah. Lennon just needs to get a conviction to get, and then he can get Livy's kind of form. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe Celtic, probably, Celtic probably just buy over like half of Livy's players, and they might actually play well. I think Martindale is actually a Celtic fan. From what he yeah, is. yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, so. maybe that be, maybe he'd be snapped up for the Celtic job. Maybe, but I mean, it makes sense now why he's been arrested on drug charges. Um, 
Oh, don't know. We're going to get to that. He's put that behind him. And he's Neil snoozed Lennon. He has put that behind him. And I think it's nice to see him like on this amazing run with Livy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously being a, a West Lothian lad myself, you always want to see your sort of local managers do well. I'm not saying I'd back Livy, but if Livy win the League Cup, if they go and beat St Johnston um, in the next couple of weeks, then it'll be yeah a, a massive shock. To the it would system. be a fairy tale for all the Hibs and Celtic fans in Livingston. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, I, mean, I don't know if you've ever actually been to. I have. Spaghetti I have been. I have been to the Arena on several times. There's like uh, every. There's like every time. It doesn't matter who they're playing. Like if it's Rangers or Celtic, three ends of that stadium go to Rangers or Celtic. Mm. Like, I don't think I'll not... ever go there again. To be honest, I went there for a way day. Not a chance. We got beat in the last moment. I went. <laughs> Even even that was was that was that the time when all the Rangers fans tore up all the seats and then they they decided to close one of the stands for like the rest of the season. I can't remember that happening at all. Can you just remember there was a Motherwell fan in this podcast and the Celtic fan wants to talk about tearing up seats? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're probably the worst for that. <laughs> yeah, tore up seats at Easter Road as well. The period. screw them in better next time. Was that you? Joke. Uh, well. I remember the season that that happened, and it was uh, only an excuse at the end of the season. They'd done mastermind, and it was like, what's the best way to create atmosphere at a Celtic game? This, and he just rips the seats off the, uh, the legs off the chair. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, what was his name? Declan Corfin uh, Henrik McCreek, or something like that. Aye, something Aye, like that's that. Funny. <laughs> that's funny as hell, that. Endless campaigner for truth and justice. Occupation. Unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, happy to get another win. Obviously, um, we're now back into third against uh, ahead of our game against Aberdeen Saturday. So that's a huge game. But um, I don't know. Like I was always kind of afraid of tonight because I thought St Mirren are in much much better form than Dundee United. So maybe the game on Saturday wasn't the best thing to look at going into this game. But I mean, actually, I think up until their player they got uh, Anik got sent off. Yeah, I, d- I didn't see a chance to, to see the replay on that. Was um, what was it? Just it was, like handball outside the box or something? No. Um, so it, I think it was Doyle Hayes like played a back pass and Boyle with his pace just ran onto it and he was one and one and Anik just comes out of the box and absolutely like clears him out. Yeah. Uh, Penalty so, was it? No, it, it it was outside the box. Outside the box, right? Uh, so yeah, so Martin Boyle like gets to run on this ball. He took a touch to bring the ball round the keeper. So like if if he got if he wasn't floored by Anik, he would he would have been in on goal. Yeah, yeah. So it was, like card anyway, ab- so it was an absolute red. So, but the thing is, it's a shame for him. He's a good, great keeper. Yeah. What I'm not happy about is we were actually 
miles behind them before they got the man sent off. We were se- we were second to every ball. Um, they were, you know, they had the oh. better chances. I'd say um, they had the bigger grip in the game, so that kind of helped us a wee bit. And I'm not necessarily happy about that because, you know, we kind of needed them to have a man sent off before we looked like we were going to have a or make a mark in the game. But yeah, yeah. Like we came out second half, we looked a lot more attack minded. Um, and we actually scored from a, a corner for once. Um, Porteous getting a goal, happy for him. Um, first of a season. Then we kind of, yeah, then I think it's Murphy gets brought down for a penalty. Uh, Martin Boyle, strangely, I'd, I'd rather have Nizzy on, on penalty, Nisbet on penalties than, than Boyle, but fair enough. I mean, if Boyle's going to be scoring them as long as we're, you know, putting them away. So, yeah, 20 minutes to go, 2 0 up. You're thinking we're cruising here against 10 men. Um, Although typical Hibs, we give away a goal like the silliest goal you'll ever see from a counter attack, uh, right after Boyle scores, and it's just the thing about St Mirren is they're never out of the game. You've seen it against Rangers as well in the League Cup. Like even when they go down, they're never out of the game. Like Goodwin has them chasing the ball all the time, and they're always up there. So yeah, I was I was watching that last sort of twenty minutes, really fearing the worst. I thought as soon and Murphy like Murphy goes and hits the hits the post, and you're thinking, oh well, now that Murphy's missed an absolute, you know great chance like that's just uh it's going to be a draw now but no we see the game out and uh really i have to be happy with that i guess you know uh, puts us third place like i said and on charging to, for a second hopefully hopefully yeah so currently at the moment six points behind celtic in second Celtic obviously got two mm-hmm. games in hand on hibs um aberdeen on so hibs are on 46 aberdeen on 44 livingston on mm-hmm. 39 so, you know, the, those three teams there, they could be pushing for, obviously, top four, top three, um, maybe. I want to see Livingston overtake Aberdeen for fourth and <laughs> Aberdeen finish fifth. That'd be funny. If, if Livingston do get that, that'd be a massive achievement. That'll that'll be the end of the Kinnis. It has to be. I mean, a fifth yeah. place finish. I don't think the Dons have finished worse than third. Yeah. No, I don't Under think they have. They've had a, them, a couple yeah. seconds, and but yeah, ne- never worse than third. I mean, if Aberdeen, if Aberdeen secured third, I'll be McKinnison for another year at least. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Basically, that's, that's, that's all that's on his, uh, in his obligation at the start of the season is third. We won third place trophy. McKinnison. <laughs> I don't think even their fans will be happy with third. I think a lot of them have made their mind up already that they want somebody new in. Yeah, they need, they need a fresh, they need like that, yeah. that kick again. Yeah. I mean, when McInnes was hired, it's because he was young, but he's a bit <laughs> ancient now. His pension must be very good there. <laughs> it's yeah. just because he's been about... It is kind of like uh, an arsenal Wenger situation, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. It's just been this dynasty of Derek McInnes. I, I See, I don't think Wenger, Wenger was a problem. I think it was the board. Like, I, I think he could have stayed a couple more seasons. Because, I mean, his replacements clearly have also not been backed by the board properly, which makes yeah. me think it was internal club problems rather than yeah. arson. But I think it is that, it's that similar thing at Aberdeen. Though. It's like the board continue to back that, well, it's not really the same. It, it is maybe, as Andy said, it's maybe like a reverse where it's like the board back the manager, but the players don't play the manager's style. Or he's not got the players in that want, yeah. like, or he's not got the players in that suit his style. Or it's just a thing that's like the fans don't see the results. And McInnes's football isn't exciting. It's nothing on the likes of like, like Steven Gerrard's got a really nice system. And like, I, I quite like Graham Alexander's, even though I've only seen it for a couple of games. 
Yeah. You know, there's a lot of managers in Scottish football that have really nice systems. Jim Goodwin's another one. I always but, hate watching Aberdeen. Aye, it's like you've got all these good managers playing these this exciting football, and then it's like third place every season's good, but it's like you do kind of want to do it in an attractive way. It's not like you want to play just the most boring game of football. Bag I a couple goals and then three so points. Like they they just cancel us out with their style of football, and it's so like Hibs Aberdeen games are the worst to watch all the time. Um, you know, like because Hibs are a team that try and play football a lot of the time. Um, <laughs> Is okay, that a subtle yeah. dig? Uh, Aberdeen, yeah. Well, we're just, well, you, uh, you 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 would hope most teams play football, Marcus. That's what they're paid I mean, to do. I mean, I mean by like like we're trying to, we're we're a team that try and well not not under Ross as much, but under like Lennon and Stubbs, we're playing it on the deck, you know, but Aber- that Aberdeen style of football always just cancels us out, and it's just the worst game of football. Yeah, it's the way that Aberdeen play, they always have done it for yeah. years. Yeah, it's and they always, like, they always have the upper hand over us as well, because we can never break them down, and then they just go and score, like, the most stupid goal, and then beat us. Like, always counters, all always counters. It happens all the time against Aberdeen. Yeah. So, what has McInnes won? A third place trophy. Third place. One, one league <laughs> A couple second places. Yeah, when we were at the league, yeah. Doesn't mean it's not a second place. I know, I'm not saying it's not, I'm saying when we I mean, run out of the league. Yeah. To be fair, Dundee United yeah. were challenging at, at the same time. Well, I mean, Motherwell came second the first uh, that first season that um, 20, Rangers went to relegated, right? Yeah, yeah 2012-13 season with um, Stuart McCall. I made a wee meme, just stuck it in the chat, but Neil Lennon. Yeah, well, this is Because it was quite weird with that 2012-13 season under Stuart McCall. And then two seasons later, we were in a relegation playoff yeah. against Stuart McCall. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it was a good season, but it still doesn't negate the fact that McInnes does need to sort of go. And obviously, we can talk about their transfers because oh, no. it think... seems to be that McInnes has a very exciting transfer policy. I thought I'd never have to, like, Think about Canberra again, and uh, <laughs> I think we should move on to Aberdeen's transfers. Um, basically, they've replaced their entire front line. Uh, Sam Cosgrove's gone. Scott White's gone. Okay. They're not saying three strikers or something like that. Yeah, they uh, so Sam Cosgrove's gone three to players. Scott White's gone to Rangers, and uh, Curtis May went to Shrewsbury. While they brought in uh, Callum Hendry uh, from St Johnston, Fraser Hornby from uh, Stad Rem. Stad Rem, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ross, Ross McCauley on the permanent, and um, I heard um, I heard Malky Mackay helped bring that Hornby deal in. That was his his brainchild, apparently, because he's the director for the SFA, right? But um, that's what it says here on on the news. And of course, uh, the big news: Florian Camberry uh, signed from St Gallen in Switzerland has come back to Scottish football and. With Ever since Canberra arrived in Scotland, you know, oh, he wanted to play at Pataudry. They're the best fans in the world. That's probably what his interview went like. <laughs> I hope massive club. I hope on Saturday. I, hope I love staling out nil-nil draws at Pataudry. I hope Darren McGregor snaps him in half on Saturday. Honestly. Oh, imagine though. Oh, Darren McGregor. He's got to start. He's got Canberra has to start. I've always been a big fan of sheep since I was a young child. Yeah. <laughs> There's something about that drab granite exterior of Pataudry that's always 
been on the posters of my childhood home. Yeah. Any folk that are at uni up in Aberdeen are always the first to come home for Christmas, but will always tell you Aberdeen's the best city in Scotland. <laughs> I don't know about that. Really they, people, they, like, they, they, they clearly have not been to any other city then. All the people I know who are at Aberdeen Uni like hate the city pretty much. It is boring as hell, and it's there's like the good thing about Edinburgh is really it's really green. Um, oh, it, green's a nice colour oh, anyway, but like wow. you know, shrubbery and that and trees, and then Aberdeen's just. No parks, no, or as far as I can see, gray. no parks, all just grey. I know. Um, They've got a new bypass. <laughs> yeah, there's ramps for average this? speed cameras, and then speed camera, and then another speed camera, and then you get to Stonehaven, and look, it's another speed camera. Since when is this a Scottish tourism podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just going to lead this on to another X Rangers X Hibs player. I know it's not SPFL, it's the Championship, but Jason Cummings to Dundee. Mm. Strange yeah, dog. I hope he continues his record of scoring against Hearts. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he probably would, to be fair. He probably like that. He will. He's he's gonna score against them at some point. He's just well. So good signing for Dundee. He's thinking. Yes, because he's championship level. I think. Yeah, yeah. I want to know why there's such a duopoly between players moving between Hibs and Rangers. Like, um, bear club. Uh, I, can't really club. Against, I can't really argue. I can't really. Okay, Kyle. I can't really get against that. Um, Jamie Murphy, he was good. Yeah. He was good tonight as well. He he's been out of sorts sort of the last sort of month, but he had a good game tonight. He won the penalty, so hope hope we keep him. Well, we will keep him in the season. So I've always said Murphy would be a good signing for you. It's just his pace is. I don't understand the signing for Rangers. I mean, he's only on loan till the end of the season. Like why? Why not just if you're gonna make it permanent? Like if you're gonna if he's gonna future proof, why not wrap it up in the summer? It just means you're paying his wages for six more months. Who's this? Right, uh, Jack. Jack Simpson. What position is he? He's a well, sad I, I, defender. I, 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 not gonna, I don't think Stephen Jarrett's gonna to listen to a Celtic fan's opinion. Ooh. I trust. Well, I trust, it's not, trust I, I trust, he's not gonna break Jared. into the starting eleven. But no, I feel like not. the board probably just made the. But if he challenges in training, he can challenge like so Goldson, Katic when he comes back as well. This it's not it's, it's cover. It's and he could, if he plays well, well, then he's good. But he can't they be as bad as Duffy. Uh, they loaned out Edmonton as well, so it's a centre back out, a centre back in. It. Yeah, yeah, it's just the replacement. Yeah. And you're also bringing like you're also bringing in a, an English Championship quality centre back, and it's not like yeah. Bournemouth are a bad team. So we. He probably could slot into that Rangers squad if he applies himself enough. Yeah, if he challenges, the training, he applies yeah. on the training, yeah. It's the same so, with the the other guy that you signed from Bournemouth that's coming at the end and, and the start of the 20... Off, yeah, Danny Obaforo, though. He's gone on loan to Wickham, right? Yeah, yeah he's currently at Wickham Wanderers, yeah. Hmm. Um, and then, obviously, that's another player that you can put in that midfield again if they can compete with, like, a Rebo Ryan Jack. Yeah, but, um, and I don't know how long Davis has got left in the tank, but I assume he's got a couple more years. Oh, that's Celtic 4. Yeah, um, just got the ping. Mm-hmm. Looks like a solid performance from Celtic anyway. For I can't just say that for once. A rare, a rare performance. Although, um, oh, that was... Ayer, Ayer's been taken off to receive treatment, but he's not been subbed off, so he's playing on. So Scott Brown right. with the assist. Oh, my oh, God. I, I forgot. Scott Brown with the goal and an assist. Jeez. Scott, what, what do you mean Scott Byrne? I think you mean um, Scottish Iniesta. <laughs> oh my god. God, I hate him. Oh, Jesus. 
Scottish NES is anyone it's um, Glenn Kamara at the moment mm. Glenn Kamara's not Scottish <laughs> yeah, but he plays in the Scottish Finnish. League he's Finnish he's in the Scottish League though <laughs> Well, yeah, but that would, if Iniesta played in uh, France, he, he still wouldn't be yeah, the French Yeah, Iniesta's not Japanese because he plays in Japan hey. now. Hey, Marcus. Yeah? He's not finished. He's only 25. <laughs> oh, he's only 25. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but he meant like in the Scottish League. But yeah, no, nah, I wouldn't say Scott any sort of comparison to any Iniesta's at all. I don't think that's the point but David Turnbull you're comparing, you're comparing him to Iniesta you like to say the Scottish Iniesta that's pretty pretty cringe and embarrassing I mean I mean, it was it was a backhanded like... compliment because I have spent the last like month slagging him off like rotten but he's still your good. captain though well still... he's he's club captain but on the pitch I mean on the pitch captain is probably Callum McGregor pulling all the strings at this point yeah, I don't Let's know why he's. Honest. It's like Scott Brown's like that old man that they wheel out to like, uh, you know, for the Celtic Daz to get the hey, you know. <laughs> no, it's so the, no. When, when he plays his last game for Celtic, you will put a banner out that says "Captain Leader Legend." Don't deny yeah. that. It's going to be like Doogie Emery at Hamilton. We Sack all the board, him, but you'll still put on. You'll still put a banner out for him. The reason Scott Brown's not turned on Lennon because it's the only reason he's still getting played is because Lennon's the manager. I want to uh, the Griffiths uh, Lennon incident. Griffiths is always having an incident. I don't care anymore. Well, what I'm asking the question: What happened? He just I want, I want to know the was odds. being annoying. <laughs> he was annoyed about being benched, so he was like, "I want to start," and then they were like, "All right, you can start," and then he was like, "Actually, no, I, I don't want to play anymore." Just... Yeah, because he's seen the odds on them to be better. One absolute child. Probably had the coupon on. <laughs> yeah. Lee Griffiths to be. He bent. just doesn't want to be there, but he, he, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to play for Celtic, but he doesn't want to leave the club because he knows he won't get wages elsewhere. Like, I'm not trying to be a cynic. I'm not being. I'm not being Celtic. Twitter.com for a Celtic cynic, but um, that's probably like. You get the, that case to loads of players. Huh. They'd rather bail at Madrid. He'd rather stale out his contract than like improve himself. Well, Coach, would... Should we move on for transfers? Oh yeah, we we're going to touch on the Celtic transfers while we're talking on tra- uh, uh, talking about transfers. Trans- one in, one out. Oh, let's hear, oh yeah. let's hear them. Let's hear them. Let's hear them. On deadline day, um, George Kenny on. Loan from Everton. It seems like he's barely played. Really, I mean, he's he's right back cover, which is something we needed, but we need a centre back more importantly, which we didn't get because Liverpool poached Ben Davies, not the not the Welsh one, at the very last minute. They posted it, poached him from Preston, so that was a bit disappointing because we'd announced him and we'd agreed. Celtic had briefly announced on their page that we'd signed him and we'd agreed pre-contract terms he was flying to Glasgow and then suddenly an hour later Liverpool post a picture of him in the Liverpool shirt and uh, so that's Mo Johnson-esque embarrassment there Uh, and then John Joe Kenny was a sort of panic uh, purchase I think I think he's played 35 games since 2014 (laughs) last time I checked he had a he had a poor loan stint at a very bad Schalke team last season. Uh-huh. But everyone was 
rubbish at that Schalke side, so. Still are. Yeah. It was a weird one, though. Um, Liverpool mm. went with, let's not sign the centre-back. It's time Van Dijk will come back. We can play Fabinho or Henderson in there to sign in Ben Just... Davies and, is it Kazbak? Yeah, Kazak um, from... Or Kazak, um, yeah. Tur- from Turkish guy Schalke. from Schalke. A team who have won one game all season. <laughs> it's just madness. Yeah, Preston aren't sitting too pretty either, and they're at fourteenth in the championship. But um, yeah, and obviously the the signing of the night, or, or, <laughs> in terms of eventfulness for Celtic, was the the last minute loan move away for Olivier and Cham. Oh. So Marseille paid a five million loan fee to take in Cham, which was quite quite substantial for a loan fee. However. In the summer, we rejected 16 million for a permanent move for Southampton, right? For Incham. Hmm. But now he's, so his contract expires in the summer. So Marseille will probably take him on loan to make him permanent. However, the, the sheer signing of Olivia Incham was enough to make Andre Villas Boas quit his job. So, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to this because um, I obviously am. Um, Outside of outside of Scotland, Olympique Marseille is is my team, but um, Alion. But <laughs> he's not resigned. It's more that he basically the board at Marseille have had this thing where they just sign players and then sort of push them into training and go, oh Andre, have you met um, Dimitri Payet? I'm just going for talking sake. So, like, well, we, we've signed them, so just just fit them in wherever you want. Just make them feel at home. And um, this is what's happened with Incham. Um, AVB hasn't known until this morning that um, he said he saw, he, said he saw the announcement on the club website. <laughs> yeah, so he didn't like the board had never communicated to the manager. We've signed you a centre mid or a centre defensive mid in a club that has Morgan Sanson, um, Kamara. Didn't, didn't Sanson sign for Villa though? I don't know if he has signed for Villa yet. I don't know if it went through. There was talk about that. Uh, yeah, he did. Thirteen he million, did. apparently. He did. So it's probably likely then in Cham's coming in for Morgan Sanson. Just depends. I mean, it's just financial mismanagement from Celtic at this point. If they, if Neil, if Neil Lennon had no intention of playing in Cham, why did we not take the sixteen million for him ten months ago that we reject from both Porto and Southampton? And then we get five million as a compensation for Marseille, who will then take him in the summer. And it's just uh seems per, poor poor club management, and hopefully okay. Dominic Mackay will come in and start producing some good in the summer. Because Peter Lowell has tarn he's had seventeen fantastic years at Celtic, but I think the year that mattered most of them all, he's tarnished a bit. Marseille's ruined anyway. No, Marseille are in Marseille aren't in good shape at all. What's next in the agenda then? I suppose it's her signing, isn't it? Are we doing a quiz or? Um, no, we've still got loads of time left. I think if we want to touch, I can quickly signings. rattle. I can quickly rattle through the Malaga signing. Ah, yeah, cool. Uh, you've you've been busy, haven't you? Been very busy. Um, so got so got Rangers time. signings as well. Marcus, you're trying to jump the quiz pretty quick, mate. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Um, so I'll just run through them quickly. Uh, Tyler Maglore, Maglore, I think it is. Um, I don't really know much about him. Came from Blackburn. I just know he's very pacey from FIFA. <laughs> As Stephen O'Donnell extended his contract, 
Eddie Nolan, uh, another defender from Crew Alexandra, and Jordan Roberts from Hearts, who I've heard is one of the most abysmal players to ever play in the Scottish Championship. So that's not really old. It's strange that he's not. a that he's gone out on loan if he's you know that poor for Hearts, and b gone out on loan to a team in a higher division. Yeah, that's really strange. Um, Charles Dunn signed a new deal and. But that's just for rehabilitation from his um, injury. And so we recalled uh, Jamie, and Jamie Samples came back from Cove Rangers. I don't know if he's going to go out on loan again or if it's just uh, we're just hanging off with him. And uh, Robbie Crawford has made his sort of loan permanent from Livingston. But other than that, there's not much else. Uh, didn't O'Donnell sign a new deal? Or uh, extended the deal to the end of the season. Uh, he's extended his deal. Yeah, cool. Uh, the worrying ones are Declan Gallagher hasn't extended his deal and Alan Campbell haven't extended their deal. So I think this signifies the end of the season. They are gone. That's it. I mean, that's terrible from a Motherwell point of view. Like, because Campbell's probably the biggest asset for Well, in terms of value, he's the biggest asset that you've got at the club at the moment, probably. And he'll, you know, a young player with potential and you're looking at letting him go at the end of the season for free. I mean, that's... Not ideal, but uh, he needs to put pen to paper. If he doesn't put pen to paper soon, we're going to lose money. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That, like, a, a player like Alan Campbell, who I would say is just a class slightly above. Oh, full time. There we go. Um, I would say he's just a class above David Thunder, slightly. But, um, different roles, though. Different roles in the midfield. Yeah, granted, sure. one's a number 10 box to box and Alan Campbell is like that holding defensive midfielder mm. but um, it's just where do you go from here um, if he renews his deal we could probably get more for him than uh, David Turnbull I reckon and oh. the money that we got from Turnbull we put into the youth development which is great but I'd rather get the money from Alan Campbell and go out and try and get like someone that improves the side greatly how much did you I get for Tumble? In the midfield, uh, I want to say about two point four. Um, I think when it was 3. first going to go through, but you failed the medical, it was one and a half. But we've we upped it because that was one and a half. But then add-ons were going to be added and stuff yeah, yeah. for appearance base. But then yeah, Celtic, it was two point three total with no add-ons instead. So the year the year later, hmm. which is probably better for Motherwell because you never know if you're going to get the add-ons. So I think they're probably happy to see the extra nine hundred k. I know it absolutely smashed the record transfer fee when he went to Celtic for Motherwell because the record transfer fee at the time was Phil O'Donnell um, way back. Yeah. But I don't... Yeah, just... De- where Declan Gallagher down south, probably. Alan Campbell, probably also down south. Or the likelihood is that like, a Rangers or a Celtic will probably come in for him. And there was talk of Hibs, but obviously the signings that they've made. I think our midfield's fine. I think <laughs> I, our midfield's is, yeah. fine. No, I'm I'm happy, but it's just I don't know where all these players that we've just signed are going to fit into the team. Um, we're really. It, it seems to be we're really really stocked up at the front. It was like Tony Watt, Devante Cole. Yeah, I could go on for hours about like all the front players and then at the back. The back's like Gallagher, Lamy, 
uh, Jake Carroll, Nathan McGinley, Liam Grimshaw, Stephen O'Donnell. So it's, it's already okay. Declan Gallagher as well, but I just don't know where we're going with these signings. I think I think they're just sort of in there as backup and to give us more squad depth. But obviously Alexander has a plan, and we'll see how that goes tomorrow against Dundee United. Should be a good game. Really good one. Um, key one as well. Uh, Cal, do you want to touch on range of transfers? Can do, yeah. So, um, uh, we started off with um, Brandon Barker going to Oxford United. Doesn't really surprise me that he's gone on loan. Hope he does well on his loan and comes back. Barker's always been a pacey player from the likes of when he was at Hibs. Um, obviously, he's, his hair has probably let him down a wee bit, but anyway... Uh, another loan that's gone out is Edinson as well to Derby County. Uh, good for him. Hope he does well on his loan spell. Uh, so he's kind of let, let himself down a bit with the whole uh, John Jones incident at the party. That was a bit of a... That's probably ruined his career. As a, I don't know if he'll come back from that, really, because obviously his number's now moved on to one of our new signings, uh, which lead on to Jack Simpson, signed from Bournemouth. Um we touched on that briefly uh, in this pod. Um, good signing, I f- hope he'll be. Um, just a more cover for our defence, really. And then, obviously, the, probably the biggest one of the Rangers transfers is uh, Scott Wright. Uh, obviously, they both signed on a pre-contract deal, but Jared paid uh, something like 160k, I think, for them to come early. Uh, I hope, hope to see Scott Wright. Hope he does well at Rangers. Again, it's probably more cover for the likes of um, Ryan Kent, but yeah, he's a great um, fast player. Seen him at Aberdeen a few times. Um, that's like a bit really, and um, hopefully he'll win a trophy this year. Yeah, one. Time for my quiz. Oh, you got one. Quiz time. I do. I have a Scottish. It's it's a Scottish football history quiz. So okay. records that Scotland holds in history. Can't you? So, these will all be Celtic answers, by the way. No, they're <laughs> no they're most of them no there's not a single Celtic one. Well, there might yeah. be. I can't remember. So, first one. In the 1974 World Cup, Scotland became cool. famous as being the first team to get knocked to the World Cup despite not losing a game. Who were the three teams they played against? Peru. France? Nope. Not Peru? No, Peru is the next World Cup. Oh, damn. Um... New Zealand were one of them. Nope. Mexico. No. Nope. We, uh, we had a European country, an African country, and a South American country. Scotland Brazil. and Mexico have never played a game. Brazil, yeah. Uh, oh my god. Do I get a point for Brazil then? You do get a point for Chile? Chile? No, Chile. A Chile. No, no. Yeah. Brazil was the South American club. So you got a European and oh, an African yeah. club. Oh, uh, Germany? No. Czechoslovakia. No, but you're all, you're along the right lines with Czechoslovakia. No, nope. this is all just gonna be some just shouting random countries out in there. Yugoslavia. No, nope. they're they um, they used to be a phenomenal side, but they uh hungry. well they suffered from dissolution. Oh, Yugoslavia. Oh, um, Yugoslavia, right? Yugoslavia, yep. All right. The most other country where they? Where and they the last one is an African country. Who also is no longer a country. Ghana. I don't know, I'm just Ooh, guessing. Uh, Zaire. No Zaire, yep. There yeah. you go. So that's one for Sam, one for Marcus, and one for you. 
And the next question... I rate that question. (laughs) The next question is, this is about... So, the record for the two closest stadiums... I mean, we all know which city it is. Okay, yeah. It's Dundee and Dundee United. Yes. They are the two closest stadiums in the world, the two closest rivals. But how far apart are the two stadiums from pitch to pitch? Is this from like centre circle to centre circle kind of thing? Yeah, from centre circle to centre circle. 200 feet. Nope. 168 metres. It is a nice round number though. 300 feet. It's mm, not feet. 200 meters. Oh, I, I should I should argue I should argue that it, yeah it's in it's in nice metric units. 400 meters. meters. Mm. 500 meters. As it's closer. It's much closer than you think. Six, really? 300 meters. 300 <laughs> meters indeed. Can I yeah, just say like exactly, across the street? It's exactly 300 meters. 299.9 meters from center circle to center circle. Wow. That's a mental, isn't it? Yeah, and. Got another question. So, famously, the first team to defeat Real Madrid in a European final were Aberdeen in 1971. Wow. Okay. They beat them in the Cup Winners' Cup. Which city was this played in? Gothenburg. Oh, he's got it straight away. Yes. Well done, Marcus. Very impressive. Because they, mm. they always go on about Gothenburg, don't they? So. Don't listen to them. <laughs> Any more questions? And I've got another one. Where is it? So I wrote it down. I've got a link. Uh, oh, this one's a bit. Uh, you guys, I'm pretty sure you guys will get this. Okay. Who was the first Scottish club to be, or, well, the first British club, sorry, first British club, because that's why it's the record. To play in European competition. Hibs. Yeah. <laughs> they played uh, in the first round in 1955, the first round of the European Cup. Oh, they, uh, they they actually ended up beating um, one leg against Frankfurt, who would obviously lose to Real Madrid in the final. Yeah. I've got uh-huh. the t-shirt. Uh, uh, yeah. I think it was the 40 years anniversary of that. Uh, I've got the t-shirt. It's um, first British club in Europe. Uh, it's my granddad gave it to me that. It's like about two sizes too big for me, but I've still got it just because uh, it's you know special. But yeah, who got the points for that by the way? Because me and Sam were close there. It was literally both of you. Literally were in sync for that one. Yeah. Half a point. Yeah. Yeah. You, you said it at the same time. A point. Oh, Andy. sorry. I I said I said Frankfurt. I meant Rams. Frankfurt was the uh, the next year. Real Madrid yeah. beat Frankfurt. The largest. Another a question I was going to pick was uh, the largest ever attendance for a football match was where, and it was Real Madrid Frankfurt at Hamden mm-hmm. in nineteen sixty six. Uh, 56. So um, are, we, are we splitting the point then, or what are we doing? Yeah, so I, I'd say a point each. Point yeah, each, yeah. you both got it. But yeah, Hibs, Hibs, Hibs beat, beat Ren in one match, who lost to Real Madrid in the final. But yeah, so that's yeah. one apiece and two for Marcus, two for Sam. Uh, a fun fact, by the way, uh, back in those days, they invited teams um, to the European Cup. Uh, they didn't you know, qualify, so they invited teams mm. based on how famous they were and you know how much uh, the crowds they thought they would bring and they invited Hibs because they thought we would bring big, uh, big crowds and because you know we were one of the biggest teams in Britain at that time we'd just won um, two Scottish titles in a row so we were one of the four, yeah. four, foremost uh, British teams the, so, the yeah. hilarious anti-English sentiment that no English clubs competed till the, till the late 60s was funny I think as well yeah so um, pioneers 
you know, my club, Pioneers. So, <laughs> brilliant. Next question, then. Well, that, that was them all. <laughs> was it? The five, Ooh. yeah. All right. So, we we got a, a tie between Sam and Marcus, I think. Really? Oh, you, got, you, you get our question, then. Oh, I, I'll find a tiebreaker, then. Okay, yeah. so... The oldest, the oldest trophy in the world is the oldest trophy in all of the world is the Scottish Cup, right? Yeah. It's also the heaviest national trophy of all the trophies because it's made of solid silver, which makes the original Scottish Cup the heaviest trophy you can win as a national cup. It was first awarded in eighteen seventy four. Who won the cup? Queens Park. Yep. Yes. How did you Martin, know that? Yo, no, he must have some like. He's got, he's got Wikipedia. They, 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 his, his, they won like they won. They beat Clyde. Two the speaker. Final. They won ten Scottish cups, uh, all like in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. So. Yeah. They beat. Uh, they beat Clyde um, two 0 in the final. Fair play, Marcus. Nice. That's two quizzes for me. Mm-hmm. One Need for that. myself. I think the only one you haven't won, Mark, because it's the one you did, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair. 100% record, then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nice. Are we going to go over the fixtures for this week, then? Uh, well, we've got uh, three more games tomorrow, um, which we'll take on, and then, and then we've got some games at the weekend as well. Uh, so it's worth mm-hmm. touching on the ones tomorrow. Uh, Hamilton versus Ross County is a 6 o'clock kickoff. Between eleventh and twelfth, so it's a you know proper relegation six pointer. Yeah, I think Ross County will will get the win in this. The same here. I think I'm going to say two 0 I think they've they've had a few good results recently. So yeah, I'll probably say two 0 as well. To be honest, uh, one 0 County. I think Ollie Shaw with a goal. Two one County for me, um, with a late win. Two now County will bounce back. Like God, this is going to be embarrassing when County loses, isn't it? We got <laughs> that we voice back there as well, Andy. Great, great predictions for County. <laughs> I, uh, I just to see Hamilton at the bottom of the table. I so well, they are at the down. moment. So yeah, right I don't. Th- I don't think it'll be a comfortable win. A comfortable two. Hamilton always take me be... six pointers, so that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, they do. I mean, yeah. Hamilton relegated you one time. <laughs> Rather not oh, talk about no. it. Um, brought back a dark memory for me there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Another 6 o'clock kickoff uh, is Motherwell versus Dundee United. Kind of touched a little bit on it earlier. Um, this one should a good be, game anyway. Should be an interesting one, yeah. As long mm-hmm. as Motherwell can score a goal, they'll win. Because I don't think Dundee United will do anything. <laughs> so. Just need yeah. to feed the strikers. Uh, United, well, they've not been doing that all season and I doubt they'll start tomorrow. I think Motherwell will, will win comfortably. Uh, probably 2-0, I'd like to say. I don't know what you think, Lewis. 3-0. Oh, that's confident. That's confident, yeah. United I'm, I'm actually not going to go for anyone, Owen. I'm going to say a draw for this game, to be honest. Mm. I'm going to go for 1-1. I think the, sen- the sensible verdict for me would be a Motherwell win because I just... Dun- I just can't see Dundee United scoring a goal. And, uh, so I, I think Motherwell will at least score one. So I think 1 0. Yeah. I think it'll be 1 each. That's probably that's probably a safe bet from Kyle because this, mm-hmm. this kind of game has got a draw over it. A team like 
Dundee United just draw when I don't know. They they, they, they do get like obviously they've, they've been pretty poor, but they do get like, the odd one game where they're actually half okay. And then they end up drawing. Obviously, you you would think Motherwell would win, and like obviously I'm going to go for a draw just because I think that would be that game that Dundee United will turn up in. Yeah. Um, but obviously, is that for a Park as well? Yeah, they did win it for a Park at the start of the season. They did. Yeah, but that's under Robinson. Yeah, I'll probably probably go for a draw this game. Yeah, to be and they, well, the seven forty-five kickoff on Wednesday is Rangers versus St Johnston, the league leaders. Uh, three 0 for me. I think St Johnston will put up a bit of a fight, but Rangers was too much again. Two, two or three, I think. Oh, hang on. I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna go for about four one. Ooh. Okay. Andy, what are you thinking? Two all for me. <laughs> You're just yeah. hoping. That's just that's just hope right there. Desperation. I mean, if, if, if it does come true, well, is that ten and roll back on, Andy? <laughs> Don't. Well, actually, I'd I'd like a win, but I'm I'm a realist, so quite clearly. I don't think 10 in a row, I mean, sure, I mean, until Rangers wrap up the league title, or Celtic wrap up, until somebody wraps up the league title, 10 in a row is theoretically still on. Of course but it is, yeah. I'm a, I'm a realist, not a dreamer, so... And we haven't drawn an old firm in quite a few matches, so I'd say to all, because it's not happened for a while. <laughs> That's the only the only thing of me. Well, I mean, I mean, bad enough, bad enough to keep the pressure on Lennon, but good enough to take points off Rangers. So, well, I guess I should want to win because it ruins your unbeaten season in the league. Um, so let's say two on Celtic. Celtic. What are you on about? We're talking about the Rangers and Johnston game. Rangers and Johnston. Yeah. Why? 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 There's an old farm. Sorry, I'm tired. Um, <laughs> let's say two on St Johnston. There you go. Because then you lose your unbeaten streak. For the same reasons. I thought you were a realist, though. Not a hint of bias here, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. I thought you were a realist, though, Andy. Look, I'm a statistician. There you go. So you're not a realist anymore, then? St. Johnson have won. Yeah. If I'm a realist, I mean, St. Johnson have won two on the bounce now. You know, they've got themselves to the cup final. That's more than you have. They do, yeah. So I think if anything, I think they can win. Also more than you, well, yeah. yeah. We made a cup, a Scottish Cup final this season. Are you on a bit? That was last. You made it. You made it last season. <laughs> did we or did we not make it during the duration of this season? Nah. But it's last season's trophy. But we won a final. Last season's trophy. Yes. <gasps> uh, have you used won a final? <laughs> not yet. No. <laughs> not yet this season. No. Right. So. Rangers and Johnston at Ibrox. Um, three now for Rangers. It'll be the St. Johnston will put up a fight, yeah. Um, I still think Rangers have that too much quality in the midfield to. I think it will. In the end, I don't think it will be as easy as people think it would be. But yeah, three now. On Saturday. Uh, we have Celtic uh, playing Motherwell, not Rangers. Um, at <laughs> I need my sleep. At Parkhead, uh, three o'clock kickoff. That you know, it could be one that's interesting. We both got Celtic and Motherwell fans, so I'll let you guys go for it. 
score one. Now, now can I do my whole I'm a realist speech? Um, <laughs> let's say, for simple sake, 1-0 Celtic. We're leave it late, 81 minutes. Uh, David Turnbull scores the winner. Well, I'm I'm a realist, uh, so I think it will be uh, T1 Motherwell. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm I'm, re- I'm a realist, guys. So um, I think I think it will be a draw. It's good that we're all realists, eh? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be a draw. I think Motherwell will leave it late, though. I'm a realist, so I'll say Aiden and Motherwell uh, <laughs> on the basis that Hibs can catch up and probably get second. So. Uh, that's my realistic uh, prediction. Uh, now, as a as a devoted member of the Motherwell Truth and an endless campaigner for justice, and a realist, and, and a realist, <laughs> I go with old one Celtic. Um, wow! It just it, it happens. Yeah, that's a proper realist. It does happen. Though. It's like you can play against Celtic or Rangers. So. I mean, he did. Uh, he played against us very well. Uh, but you still won. No, it was a draw. No, it was a draw. Is no, everyone tired tonight or something? No, I'm thinking about the first time. It's, it's a Monday, like... <laughs> Tuesday! Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're literally hibsing this podcast right now. Yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Anyway, okay. I'm a realist. I'm going to say I think you should one. wrap up now, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Come on, we've got like five more games to get through. Um, Livingston versus St Johnston. Levy will turn out a 2 0 win, no bother. I think, yeah, I, yeah, I think uh, 2 1 as well, um, Levy. But St Johnston will put up a good fight. That'll be another good game to watch as well. Right, I'm going to say 3 1 yeah, Levy. 2 0 Levy. I think Levy are going to go on a bit of a rampage and go for what I gave him last week 3 0. I know they beat Aberdeen 2 0, but I'll go for 3 0 again. I mean, we've got Ross County versus Dundee United, another, you know, relegation scrap ish. Who are playing Dundee United? You are? You uh, are Ross County. Ross County. Ross County. 1 um, 0 County, I think. Another one where Dundee United will fall short. Um, I'm thinking a draw, to be honest. I'll go 1 each. I'm going for 2 0 County, I think. Mm. That screams 0 0 to me. Yeah, that screams 0 0 to me as well. I can, I can see them scoring. I can see both teams scoring. Um, can you really see Dundee United scoring? Well, they can't go forever without scoring, can they? Yes. They'll, get, they'll, they'll, get, they'll need to get an odd goal now and again. We'll get a scrappy one, I feel like I said, East, but they won't create anything from open play. Yeah. We've also got St. Mirren versus Kilmarnock. Ooh, that'll be interesting. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I'm going to say 2-2 for that. I think that'll be a high-scoring draw. Um, yeah. St Mirren looked good tonight against us. Uh, I know Kelly... Well, depending on who Kelly bring in, I still think... As if they bring in anyone by then. Yeah, so it probably depends on that. But I, based on Kelly's squad, they, they, they have a very good squad. Um, I think that could be a high-scoring one. Um, so yeah, I'll say two 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 draw. I think I'll match um, the scoreline of Sir Alex Ferguson's retirement match and say five five. <laughs> Is it because you were realist? That's I... <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I think that will be a very good game. Um, very even possession, I think, as well. Uh, both trying to counter each other. Um, I think it will be high score as well. I'll probably uh, think 2-2 as well, to be honest. Or if not, then I think Submitting will get... It's a 10-goal uh, thriller, I tell you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just like how Marcus said last podcast, the Rangers Hibs game is going to be five each. I'm <laughs> continuing the legacy. We're going to have a five each prediction every week from now on. It's, <laughs> it's, it's bound to happen. Like, one day it's going to come time, true. Right? It cannot I mean, happen. I mean, uh, Hibs and Motherwell drew 6-6 six, six before, so you never know. I'm, I'm hey, going to anyway, go for this one. I think Eamon Brophy hasn't really done that much for some at the moment. I think this is a game where he, he you know... Um, he was get... silent tonight. I, I didn't notice him at all in the game. I thought oh. Christian Dennis was their biggest threat tonight and they brought him off um, for uh, a goalie um, uh, when they got a man down and then they brought on Obika. But honestly, no, Brophy didn't do anything. I think this is the game where Brophy gets into life against his former club. I'm going to say 3-2 Samaritan. Brophy scoring a last-minute winner. Ooh. Just just for, just for the scenes, really. Um, and the other game on Saturday is the is a big one. Uh, Hibs versus mm. Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, no. At Easter Road. Uh, at Easter Road. So, yeah, I'm not confident. <laughs> or, no, I, I should be confident. Um, should be confident, yeah. I think I think I think Hibs will will beat them. I I think if we lose this game, then we finish. We don't finish any higher than third for me. Or you know, like it's um, this is a really must like must win game, and we know Jack Ross's record in must win big games. So, but at the same time, Aberdeen have been rotten. So to be honest, I can see it. I can see it being quite a poor game of football actually. Like I said, Hibs Aberdeen's never an exciting one. So. There was that three 0 last season that wasn't that was quite exciting. Oh, that was that was one of the best home games all season. But no, nah, th- this will be a bore fest to be honest. Um, I hope Hibs. I'll say one nil Hibs because I really hope we can just scrape it. But it will be a poor game of football. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a draw. Um, but yeah, I'll say one nil Hibs for now. Um, because that will put us comfortably in third. Um. So yeah, fingers crossed for that. I think I'm going to go off what Mark is saying. Uh, is that it's going to be a poor game of football? I'm going to say a nil-nil draw. Oh. Ooh. We've not had a nil-nil ages. I think our last nil-nil. I think we drew Scotland. one. <laughs> That's uh, another record Scotland owned. The only ever league football season to have no nil-nils back in 1874. You've just ruined a good uh, quiz question we could have. On this week, <laughs> mate. Stop, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> stop that, you. <laughs> Um, I've actually seen now. Look at this. If Aberdeen get their signings together and they do get off a good to a good start, I can see this game being a draw. But if Hibs play well, Hibs will win. It's very very. I'm gonna go for like a a neutral draw here. I'm probably gonna go for a one each, but I do think that Hibs have a a slighter advantage. Now that I've said nil nil and that what you said about the signings, I feel like Canberra is going to score. And imagine, no, Sam, don't, don't even imagine. Not I'm not thinking about that. <laughs> don't even quote this if he does score. I'm, I'm going to stick with nil nil, but 
Yeah, uh, I'll say one each. Oh, that's a one-all for me as well. Yeah. Canberra late night, honestly. Points apiece. <laughs> anyway. Call uh, the piece points apiece. And on Sunday, there's only one game. Uh, Hamilton uh, welcomed the visit of Rangers to the Fountain of Youth Stadium and the Spice of Life North Stand. Oh, yes. There's some ground that you, you're going to tell your kids in the future, oh, yes, best stadium in Scotland. <laughs> I'll wrap that quickly. 4-1 to whoever... Four one at Rangers. Four one. Uh, no, I I'll say four 0 to Rangers. Because I, f- I think it's going to be a drubbing. It, it pains me to say that, but they'll score four. It's Hamilton. one. Then they score eight against them in November. I'm reckon they're going to put like six past them. Ah, but this is this is a waveform. Yeah, but it's still it's Hamilton. So. What do you mean it's a waveform? As in, Douglas Park is a it's a, a fortress for Hamilton. They only concede four at home. Oh, I thought you were talking about Rangers away form. No, I meant as in, like, most teams play poor away, so I don't think they'll score eight against Hamilton away. No, it won't be eight. If it is, then... Um, I'm probably going to under-predict this, because obviously I'm a realist, so... (laughs) As a realist. Um, Ten no Rangers. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I'm going to say 3 0. Mm-hmm. Yes. That yeah. seems very fair. That seems like a realistic score. Then. Yeah. See? Yeah. Oh, he did say it was realistic. Yeah. <laughs> Take notes. A uh, realist and a pessimist is different, though. Is it? Mm. A pessimist. Terrible disappointment. Depends. If you're really pessimistic, you'd say a draw, but I don't think we're being that pessimistic about a team that haven't gone beaten yet in the league. Um, yeah, I don't think we, there's there's any need to be that pessimistic. Um, yeah, nah, I think Rangers are comfortable in this. But there is something to be pessimistic about, and that's the end of the pod. Uh, <clears throat> thank you guys for joining me, and we'll uh, join you again next week. See you, See you guys. Bye. The False 90s podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Podbean and our website at false90s.wordpress.com. For updates, follow False 90s on both Twitter and Instagram. And a big thank you to Francisco Alvia and his track Space Game, which is our theme tune.